Welcome to Victory Church's online podcast library. We hope you enjoy this message today. Anyway, I was, th- I was thinking about, you know, I kept reading the different places in the book of Acts where the different apostles were preaching, and they always talked about the resurrection. And I guess, well, how could you not? They'd seen Jesus in his resurrected body. They'd seen him. They were, they, that's what they, they were witnesses of the resurrection, and that's what they were preaching. They were preaching. He was dead, but he's alive, and I saw him. It's the same thing with Paul. I mean, Paul didn't have a vision. Paul, Jesus came on the Damascus Road, and he saw him. So Paul was also an, a, a witness of the resurrection. And I was thinking about that and just the, the, the implications of that. And um, thinking about, I was thinking about it as we sang that song, you know, when he, when he walks into the room. You know, when I, when I hear that song, it reminds me of that first, that first day um, when, when the disciples were gathered in that, room, that upper room in, um, in um, John chapter 20, and it says that Jesus came, he walked into the room. The doors were locked, and he, he obviously walked through the wall into the room. He came into the room. And um, so, you know... Um, That that that's what that's what takes place that's what takes place when we today we worship and we worship we worship we draw near to God they were talking about drinking what happens the Holy Spirit comes today the Holy Spirit comes and he comes and he walks into the room he walks into the room and he touches us and he changes us so I want to I'm gonna all I'm gonna do right now I'm gonna I've got some I wrote some scriptures down about the resurrection and the implication of the resurrection I want I'm, we're just gonna we're going to just drink from the Word for a few minutes, then we're going to start praying for people in a, in a couple of minutes. But these are, these are Scripture connected to the resurrection in the New Testament. This first one is in Romans chapter 1, verse 4. And this, in this verse, Paul is describing how the resurrection of Jesus proclaims and affirms that Jesus is the Son of God. So he, de- he was declared, he was declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of Holiness by the resurrection from the dead. You know, Jesus, even up until this point, he's the only person that's been resurrected from the dead. Others have been raised from the dead in their mortal bodies and went back into the grave again, but the only one who's been bodily resurrected from the dead is Jesus of Nazareth. You know, the other people, you know, you die, your spirit goes to be with the Lord, but your body's still in the grave, right? But Jesus was resurrected from the dead, and his resurrection from the dead, that empty tomb, and him walking around in a human body, not a spirit. He made it very clear he wanted you to touch his, his hands and to eat with him. He ate, and he, they touched his hands, and they recognized that he was a physical human in, a, in his glorified body, right? He's the Son of God, and He's the, the first fruits. That's the kind of body you're going to have. You're going to have that same kind of body, a resurrected, glorified body, like Jesus. You'll be able to be transported. You'll be able to walk through walls. You're going to have a glorified body. 
It's totally different, totally different from anything that you've experienced. Now say he's declared to be the son of God with power. Romans 4.25, I love this. He was, he was delivered up because of our offenses. So Jesus was crucified because of my offenses. Say, say that. Jesus was crucified because of my offenses. You know, when you, when you, that's how you get saved when you see that. He was crucified for my offenses. But he was raised because of my justification. Because I've been declared righteous. So the, the resurrection is a, is a confirmation that I'm no longer in my sins. Jesus being raised from the dead, him walking into the room and, and, and talking to Peter was a, was a confirmation to Peter that his denial of Christ had been forgiven. He was justified. I've been, what, what is the word justified? It means to be declared righteous. To be just as if I'd never ever sinned before. He's, I've been declared righteous because Christ has been raised from the dead. He's seated at the right hand of God. The next in 1 Peter 1.3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again. I've been, I've been born again. We've been begotten again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So that the very first resurrection day, we, we just, I just mentioned it a few moments ago. They were huddled in that room and the doors were shut. They were hiding from the Romans, the th- thinking they were going to be arrested next when Jesus came into the room. He talked to them for a few minutes and then remember what he did. He breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And they, the breath of God, the, 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 the very essence of God, the same thing that the, the Father did when He created Adam and breathed into Adam the breath of life, the breath of life came into those 11, or actually 10 disciples. One had committed suicide and one wasn't there that first day. So those 10 disciples that day received the Spirit of God into their life and they were born again. Have you been born again? Have you been born by the Spirit? Has, has the Spirit of God entered inside of you and given you brand new life? So, so the, I've been born again by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And this, ne- this next verse, Romans 6, 4. Therefore, we've been buried with Him through baptism into death. The person I used to be has been dead and buried. Everyone say dead and buried. I've been crucified with Christ, and I've been buried with Christ. I've been buried with Christ. That's what water baptism is about. It's your, it's your, it's your funeral service. That's what baptism is, literally. It's a funeral service. You're given a decent burial to your old, that person you used to be. I'm not that person anymore. It's not a ritual. It's a reality. I've been crucified with Christ. I've been buried with Christ. I've been buried with Christ. Maybe some people in here that need to have some stuff buried. Maybe you need to get baptized. In Jesus' name. So therefore, I've been buried with Him through baptism into death. So that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father. Just the same as Jesus was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father. So we too might walk in newness of life. So I've been crucified with Christ, I've been buried with Christ, and I've been raised from the dead with Christ. 
spiritually speaking. I am no longer, you are no longer the person you used to be. Um, you know, someone, you know, I, I, one of, the, one of the, the great stories in history is the story of Augustine, the famous, you know, teacher from the 4th century, 400 A.D. And bef- he was a professor, he was a, a philosophy teacher for, for years before he accepted Christ. His mom was a Christian, but he, had, he was not. He was, uh, he was off in his own world and he lived in sin with a, with a woman for, for like 10 or 15 years. And um, he got saved. I mean, he got gloriously saved and, and obviously moved out of that, that relationship and began to live a celibate lifestyle. And years later, this lady ran across him in the street and grabbed a hold of him and trying to beg him to come back. And you, you know what he said? I'm not that guy. I'm not the man. I'm not the man. That's what he said. I'm not the man. Everyone say, I'm not the man or I'm not the woman. I'm not that man. I, that's, I'm not that person. That's not me. I used to be that person, but I'm not that person. I've been crucified with Christ. I've been buried with Christ. Now I've been raised with Christ in newness of life. Resurrection life is inside of me now. Resurrection life. So we can breathe in. He's His breath. Breathe in. Right now, just breathe in. Resurrection. Resurrection life. His life in my lungs. His breath in my lungs makes me live, makes me alive again. Resurrection life in us, Romans 8:11. So if that's true, if what we just said is true, if you're truly raised with Christ, if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, Romans 8:11, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who indwells you. You know, the anointing is not just a feeling. Oh yeah, you, when, you, when the anointing comes on you, you're going to feel it. You feel stuff. Things happen. All sorts of things happen to you. Because the anointing is real. It's not a figment of your imagination. But there's, there's more. There's more. The, 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 the anointing of the Holy Spirit, when He comes upon us, yeah, you'll fall on the floor, yeah, you'll laugh, shake, go into a trance, whatever, whatever it is, whatever happens, happens. But He is affecting you, your, 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 your whole being. You are a three-part, a tripart being created in the image of God. You're a spirit, you live in a body, and you have a soul. Everyone say, I am a spirit, I live in a body, and I have a soul. We are spirit, soul, and body. And our, the drama that we have, the drama that we have is in that body and soul realm. Our body, our body wants to do things. Our body wants to go eat a hamburger and french fries and drink a Coke. Our body wants to go drink a beer. Our body wants to do whatever it is that your body likes. Your personal pleasures du jour. The pleasures of the flesh. Right? And, and, your, and your emotions. Your, your emotion, your soul, your, your will and your emotions. They, they're affected by the things we do. It's up and down like a roller coaster. You're happy when things go good. You're sad when things go bad. People, people do stuff to you. Things happen. You get scarred and wounded. And, it, and you carry that around your... And the more it happens, the deeper the misery and the depression becomes. But the, the Spirit of God comes into our life. His anointing comes. And He comes. And He comes. And He comes. And He comes. 
And as you learn to allow the anointing, you learn to, to drink, as you learn to, to get under the influence of the anointing the, of the Holy Spirit, this resurrection life quickens your whole being. It affects your, your physical body. The anointing affects your physical body. The anointing affects your, your soul, your will, your emotions, your thought life. Your, this, the Holy Spirit begins to, to, to mix together with your spirit. Your human spirit is joined together with the Holy Spirit. And He empowers you and He energizes you and He awakens you so that you're no longer ruled by your body and ruled by your will and your emotions and your mind. But as you walk in the Spirit, you begin to get be, be ruled by your Spirit that's been born again and filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, this can only happen as you learn to walk in the Spirit as a lifestyle. Drinking is a lifestyle every day. You know, the good news is that your, 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 um, your time with the Lord does not have to be just a, a boring regimen that you go through. It can be a good drinking session. You can, you can just have a good drink. You can drink, you can drink in your car. You can actually drink when you're driving on the way to work. You can even drink on the job. It's awesome. It's an awesome thing. You can become, you can actually begin to have a huge drinking problem and it affects in a positive way your whole life starts to get affected. You become a better employee, a better employer, a better husband, a better wife, a better brother, a brother sister, a better child, a better whatever it is you are, a better grandparent, whatever you are. So yeah, you need to, you need to you need to work on your drinking problem. So here's an, here's another scripture. God, His power is in us. His infinite power. Just think of this: the power of God. This res, the same Spirit that how, how the power of God that raised Jesus from the dead, that quickened His dead body, blew that boulder off the, the, the front of that tomb that had been sealed by the Romans so that they couldn't, couldn't steal his body in the nighttime. It had been cemented, it had been concreted or whatever they did to, to seal that tomb. And it couldn't be moved until the power of God blew that boulder off the tomb. Um, Paul's pray. he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling. And what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance is in the saints. And what is the boundless greatness of his power. The boundless or the endless. The unlimited. The infinite greatness of his power. Say with me. The infinite greatness of his power. Say it again. The infinite greatness of his power toward me. Toward us who believe the infinite greatness of His power is aimed toward me. It's working on my behalf. The infinite greatness of His power is what's working on my behalf through the power of the Holy Spirit. The anointing. The anointing of the Holy Spirit. So, 
We live on the edge of it. It's coming. It may come in this, in these next few years. We see the signs of the tribulation. We see the signs of the end times all around us. We see the spirit of Antichrist trying to manifest itself through the governments of the world today. It's time. Creation is groaning, anticipating what's next. It's time for his church to arise unashamed of the power of God, unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, unashamed of the baptism in the Holy Ghost, unashamed of signs and wonders, and go with boldness. Like Pastor Chris was saying, like Pastor Britt was saying, launch out with boldness, unashamed and unafraid. With courage, launch out with boldness. The fact is, Christ has been raised from the dead. The first fruits of those who are asleep. For since by a man death came, by Adam. By a man death came, by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. Hallelujah. And then Paul quoted uh, part, part of two verses, one from Hosea and one from Isaiah. In 1 Corinthians 15, 54 and 55, he said that death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? You know, we had a funeral a couple, actually it was yesterday, for a sister that's been in our church since 1985. She's been in church, I mean, in like every, every time she could come to church, she was in church for all these 35 years or however, 36 years. And she went to be with the Lord um, just um, not, not long ago. And, um, you know, I was in that funeral service looking at the people and, you know, I, I knew a lot of the people there, some I knew, but, and I knew people that used to be, used to be on fire for the Lord. And I thought, you know, it's, there's such a, a casual attitude in the world about the things of God. People just, they act like, you go to a funeral, they act like everybody's going to heaven. Jesus, Jesus said the majority of people aren't going there. He said it very clearly. He said the way to destruction is wide, wide and the way to eternity is narrow. Straight is the way, narrow is the gate that leads to eternity. So, you know, I, I, would not, I would not risk taking eternity, the things of God, spiritual life, in a casual way. I would treat eternity, the power of the Spirit, this resurrection life, is the most valuable treasure that I have in my life. Most valuable. More valuable than any relationship that you have. More valuable than your biological family. More valuable than your career. More valuable than your insurance. More valuable than your, your, your retirement program or your social security program. More valuable than Medicare. More valuable than diamonds. More precious than silver. More valuable than your house. More valuable than your car that you drive. He is the treasure. This indwelling Holy Spirit is the treasure. He is the treasure. You know, 
He's nearer than you think. You know, and I've t- talked recently about, about Jesus coming to visit me in the hospital. And he came into the room there, you know, and talked to me and woke me up. But, you know, the truth is, he's always here. We're just not aware of it. Sometimes he becomes more, we become more aware of, of him. But he's, he's, he's like, he's right here, right? He's right here. You know, in, in Manila, back in 1995 when the revival hit there, they started calling the revival there the in-your-face revival because the Jesus was right here. He was right here. He wasn't far off. He was like right here. And that's where he is. He's right here. He's, he's, he's around you. He's, he's around you. He's behind you. He's before you. He's in front of you. He's, he's, it's, it's, we're, we're wrapped in him continually. It's just being open, opening your heart and taking, that's what drinking is. Opening your heart to that, to his nearness. Visit our website at www.victorychurchnola.com for service times and more information. 